You're listening to 89.1 WEMU, and this is Art and Soul. This is Lisa Berry, and this week, Art and Soul is about the performance arts, and we're honored to be joined by a distinguished guest, part of the Ann Arbor area community, Peter Sparling. He's a professor emeritus of dance at the University of Michigan, once was a principal dancer with Martha Graham Dance Company as Graham's assistant, a lecturer, a video artist, writer, and let's throw in painter because Peter wasn't busy enough, and we just want to welcome you, and thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you. I love your show, Lisa. Uh, It's great. We're grateful that you're here. And if you know me, you know I don't like to talk about my age, but that's where I'm going to start with you, Peter, because you are turning 70 soon, and you recently shared some videos that you refer to as an aging dancer's gradually petrifying body, which, Peter, I have to say is not what I see when I watch them. So thank you, first of all, for that inspiration. And tell us about your work at this stage of your life. Oh, thanks. Uh, I suppose any athlete, anyone who's spent their lives working their body, demanding of it everything, will feel similar feelings that I do. But I am very fortunate to have had a long career, started at Interlochen as a violinist, and then, then I took an introduction to dance class to get out of phys ed. And that just led me on this path towards age 70, which I'll be next week. I have been retired from the University of Michigan Department of Dance for about three years now. I built myself my backyard studio mostly to do painting. It's really something I'd wanted to do ever since I was a kid, but really never made it the priority. And I am having the time of my life, in a sense, finding an equivalency between everything I learned as a dancer and before that a violinist, and uh, then moving into video where I edited my own body, or I watched bodies, filmed them, edited them on Final Cut Pro, and made pieces for the flat screen. The next progression then was putting the body onto the canvas. And I find that the stroke of the brush, the use of color, texture, working within the frame of the canvas is so much like working within the frame of the stage or the proscenium. I'm a a beginner again. I feel like I, I can't relearn all the lessons I've learned, and then have so many more aha moments. You're making these videos where you dance and move. Tell us about those. Where do you get your inspiration from? What are you hoping we see when we watch them? In my studio, I have a, a very small space, but I'll hang, I'll hang green screen on the ceiling and put it down on the floor so that I can film myself doing improvisations. Sometimes those improvisations in movement are inspired by music, sometimes just by a feeling I've got in my body that I've got to move a certain way. Uh, other times I have a, a preconceived idea of how I want to construct a video. It could be a narrative, there could be a storyline, but very often it's more abstract, almost like an experimental film. Actually, some of my screen dances, as I would call them, have been accepted into film festivals under the categories of experimental or short there are actually a proliferation of dance-on-camera festivals now globally, and I can also submit my films to those festivals. So there's a, an, an emerging community of artists, hybrid artists, who are crossing disciplines between uh, the visual arts, uh, film, video, and dance. And you, Peter Sparling, are definitely doing that, I would say, from what I've seen so far. And you said the word movement. Are these videos, would you consider them, quote-unquote, dances, or are they more movements to music? 
Oh, that, that is the question. I guess it's your aesthetic choice or how you want to categorize it all. I mean, modern dance, contemporary dance, see, I don't even know a name for that, has a long history of continually rebelling against itself, i.e., what is defined as dance movement? Can any human movement be a dance? Mm. Uh, I like to think that it's intention, it's how, what you put into it. It's about flow, it's about rhythm, uh, and it's about articulation of the body to create something beautiful and to express something that couldn't be expressed in any other way. It's not about competition or a game. Uh, it's it's uh, about singing with the body or, or painting with the body. I know music really moves me. So when you put these videos together, what comes first, the music or the movements? Or do you just work it out together? Well, I just finished a video that I feel is kind of like a crowning moment takes me into my next decade. And it was to the third movement of the Beethoven String Quartet, Opus 132. It was one of those late Beethoven quartets that is so out there in outer space. He was so ahead of his time. He was about to die. He was pretty nearly entirely deaf. And yet he made this extraordinary celestial music. And so when I heard my friends in the Emerson String Quartet playing it on a live online performance the other day, I just broke down and sobbed. And Mm -hmm. it struck such a deep chord in terms of where I was in my body, where I was as an up to be 70 year old man. And I started improvising to the music and in multiple takes. And then I started laying it down onto the timeline of my video, and it ended up becoming this kind of ode or tone poem, if you will, where the body is expressing these deep emotions that that I was hearing in the Beethoven String Quartet. I have so much respect for your body. I mean, we all have bodies and we do or don't take care of them, but here you have this, what I would consider a well-maintained instrument. And as we've discussed, you're turning 70. How do you keep your body in such good shape? Well, you said it, Lisa. It is, if, it's, if it becomes your instrument, then you, you really need to tend to it. And it has been my life. It is my identity. It is my joy. It gives me my pleasure. And it's, it's the way I can express to the world what I'm feeling and who I am. Okay, I swim every other day. I do my stretch on my back. I do my ballet bar five, six days a week. And then I, I, I work in something called gyrotonic, where I have Amy Anderson, a local practitioner, who was my, a former student of mine at mm-hmm. U of M, on a one-on-one basis once a week, where I sit on the machines and I spiral and do all sorts of great mobilizing exercises. So it's, it's day-to-day. I get up out of the bed and I get on my feet and, then, and I think to myself, can I do this today? Is my body going to, like, gradually loosen up and it does but it just takes longer (laughs) well you and i have never met in in person we've never had that uh pleasure yet i hope to meet you someday soon but if i pass you in a grocery store would i notice you moving differently you'll see me walking very tall and erect and using proper ergonomic principles and and people often say you walk like a dancer you're so erect (laughs) proud and i say Really, it's the only way I can walk and stay out of pain. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm floating the bones.
You have this artist in residency coming up at Riverside Art Center in Ypsilanti. And when is that? Uh, it'll be August 23rd through 30. And I've handpicked five or six dancers who are from Michigan who are willing to come in to improvise to a set of prompts that I'll give them. I also have my third solo show of paintings just down the street at 22 North Gallery in October. We are so appreciative of you sharing your gifts with us, Peter Spireling, and thank you for talking to us here on this edition of Art and Soul. Thank you, Lisa.